Welcome, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another episode here on the Pace Place Podcast. And of course, it is Testimony Tuesday. And y'all know I come with a special guest. And today is a woman of God who is my sister, okay? She is hilarious. She be cracking me up, okay? (laughs) Okay, this is a very, very powerful woman of God with an amazing anointing on her voice to sing the words of the Lord. It don't even much matter, y'all. She be out here making up her own songs, okay? And it just sounds so good (laughs) because it's the anointing. It is the voice, okay? And so I definitely want to introduce my sis, Mike, my sister, Kayla. Hey, Kayla, girl. Hey, Sister Trail. <laughs> I know you ain't give me permission to shorten it, but all that love in the front, that's for people that don't know you. We, I haven't got to know you, honey, so you trail at this point. Hey, <laughs> hey audience, how y'all doing? Y'all all right? They all right, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm praying that all of y'all are right. I always pray for my audience and my listeners because you just never know what people are going through. Amen. Amen. And so definitely trail. Okay. Everybody call me trail. A lot of people call me trail. Okay. Or, or okay. Trail, See, trail we had that conversation yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like my little sisters call me trail, my brothers, uh, my mom. Um, you know, but it never was like really a nickname. It's just like okay. a family. But I was gonna say it was those that knew you intimately. Yeah. And see, I, we hadn't had that conversation because our, our sisterhood and our friendship is still very new. So we're still in that stage of getting to know one another, even though we have that fellowship, like we've been around each other for years, but the reality is we're still learning each other. So sometimes that learning and that new process and the figuring out and the getting to understand somebody's ways, there's room for misunderstanding. Yep. Mm -hmm. But I love the fact that we're we're spiritual enough in our growth and our maturity and in our walk with Christ that even though there was room for misunderstanding and some of the hugest arguments stem from the smallest of misunderstandings, I thank God that he allowed that perfect work that he began in both of us to squash that little stupid misunderstanding and nip that thing right in the bud. And there suffered no time lost in it. So I'm grateful to God for fellowship. Amen. Almost definitely. I'm I'm not the type of person to let stuff linger. I don't like that. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'll be ready. Like, Amen. Because you can't go nowhere. Like yeah. That. It's like, I just, stagnant. I can't move on. I, I gotta like, you know, I can't, I want to talk about it, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I definitely want you to introduce yourself to the people, let people know who you are, what you are, what is your ministry, how do you minister to people. I know a little bit of something, something, but I want you to give it to the people for yourself. Now, see, I knew there was homework that I needed to do. And you told me, nah, now you just got to talk. <laughs> yeah, I wanted so to be more natural, up. organic. I wanted it to be authentic. And yeah. you didn't want it to be rehearsed. I get it. But I like preparation. Because that's what helps me with my nerves not being bad, huh? Preparation. <laughs> I got to be prepared in, the, in, the, in order to be prepared. That's what helps me with the confidence so I don't get the nerves and the jitters. But, okay, we're going to wing it. We're going to trust God, okay? So, who am I? I am a child of the Most High God. Come on. I'm a child of the King. That's who I am. I mean, (laughs) but now 
if you want to dive deeper and go down the rabbit hole, Kayla is complex. <laughs> Kayla is not what the surface would show you of who she is, especially if you meet her in the setting of work. She, Kayla's a team player. If you meet her in the setting of family and home life, Kayla is the life of the party. Ain't nobody having a good time until she shows up. Because she show up, she cuts up, and we have a good, solid time. Ain't no Debbie Downers around her. Ain't nobody going to sit and be sad. But now if you meet her at church, she is on fire for God. And you're going to hear her before you see her. She's coming in. She don't need no nobody to be a pep rally for her. She don't need nobody to be the cheerleader to get her, to ignite her, to, oh, y'all don't act like y'all want to sing. Ain't God been good to you? God ain't never did nothing for you sitting there acting like God on yourself. Honey, Kayla can die a slow death in a service like that. So it's because she can't stand that and because she knows you get from the service what you put into the service, maybe she coming and she gonna bring all she got to put in. Cause she figured she cussed up with a little bit of kindling out of fire and then it gonna catch on and it gonna go from heart to heart and breast to breast. And before you know it, we all done went up thinking about how good God is. So if you catch her, so, so see this, she's so multifaceted. There's so much, there's so many complexities about her. So I, ooh, see, that's just, who is she? You see, that was one question. Thanks <laughs> 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 <Fix> to <it>, Jesus. <laughs> okay. So, Miss Kayla, you are complex. I like that because I like variety you know like uh -huh. when I think about my life and I think about like uh -huh. structure and like routine oh I don't want to say I like I'm bored with that you know but it is uh -huh. it's, it's boring uh -huh. <laughs> it, is. it is I like the complexity I like the spontaneousness of not knowing what I'm gonna do or what I'm gonna uh -huh. get you know today you know it's just something about that part of my life that I like. And I feel like, uh -huh. you know, I, I definitely love that in you because, you know, you just never know what you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and you know why you love it so? Because that is walking and emulating the who, who we believe in, the foundation of our faith, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Because that was why he said, well, if you're going to come and you're going to do ministry, you can't be holding on to stuff. So you got to sell everything you got because if you hold on to that stuff and then you got reasons why you got to stay. Or oh, I got to tend to the business. Or oh, I got to tend to the house. Or oh, I got to go to work tomorrow. No, you let all that stuff go if you're going to do ministry. Because see, we got, we got, we movers and shakers out here in these streets. We got stuff to do. We got to be about our father's business. So you can't have nothing holding you down and tying you up and being restrictive and giving you excuses and crutches yeah. on why you can't come and be about the things of God and be about your father's business. Yes. Yes. And that's so good because what did Jesus tell him? He wanted to go bury his daddy. Come. Let the dead bury the dead. Exactly. Ain't nothing you can do for him. He it's, dead, baby. There's nothing you can do. He done his life. His, mm -hmm. his calling is over. His ticket is up. His number's been punched. Mm -hmm. He gonna meet at the gate of beautiful, whatever the colors is up there, huh? <laughs> <So> whatever the <laughs> colors is. Ain't <laughs> that you can do for the dead. Yes, it's nothing, you know, and so that's just what it is too when it comes to our walk. 
Yes. We can't, you know, be like, well, I'm going to follow you right after I do this right here, Jesus. Come on. Uh-uh, uh-uh, Because uh-uh. <laughs> what did he tell us in the scripture? Those who put their hand to the plow and look back when mm-hmm. you're fit for the kingdom. Exactly. You're not fit so he's like, don't game. play with it. Don't play with it. Please don't play with it. Yeah. Sir, ma'am, please don't play with it. And I love if that scripture. Coming, come on. I love that scripture because it really talks about if, cause you know, like the plow back then it was farmers, you know, they yes. had to plow their land and in order yes. to get a, a good harvest, the lines in the, the crop to plow had to be straight. So Come on. You can't make a straight line plowing. If you looking back, Come on. You, it's just not possible. You don't know where you're going until you face forward Come and focus on. on what it is that you're doing. And in front of us, it should be, Christ Jesus. Come Only on. thing behind us is the life that we left in sin. That we left. Mm-hmm. How you gonna be looking back at what you left, baby? Yeah. Yeah. If you left it, you left it for a reason. That I means it served you no purpose. Exactly. It did you no good. Exactly. But you want to keep looking back at it, being tempted by it. Tempted to go backwards instead of moving forward in hell. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Make it make sense. But that's what the enemy do, though. He he always entice us with the things that we used to be, the things that uh-huh. we want. And he'd be like, look, it, it's it's fun over here. It's a life. It's a party. It's, uh-huh. it's, it's beautiful. Yes. It's, it's colorful. It's, it, it's, ooh, it's money or whatever it is. Right. And you know, yes. he glitz and glamour, make it look good as soon as you're going on of over course. that child, you be eating of with course. the pigs. Because <laughs> he don't go by anything but what's attractive to you. Mm-hmm. So, see, he know he learned that's his job to be so cunning and crafty because he ain't smart in none of the stuff he does. He ain't clever enough to come up with no new stuff to get us. He just comes at us what he knows is our shortcomings, what are our weaknesses. Yeah. So, that's what he studies about us. He learns what makes us tick he learns what we like oh that's what Kayla like uh-huh now I see how to grab her attention mm-hmm. and then now he presents that stuff to us he makes it tantalizing that's why he thought when he met Jesus out there while he was 40 days and 40 nights fasting I know you're hungry so if you are going to turn that rock into bread yeah. And what God do? debate him with the word of God man shall not live by bread alone amen so yeah, you could give me something to satisfy me temporarily, but that's just a temporary fix. You're putting a Band-Aid on a gushing wound. Amen. It ain't going to do much of nothing. Much of I, nothing. Want, I want what's going to sustain me for life. Amen. I want that temporary fix you offering me, sir. Thank you, but no thank you. What, and God um, bless you. What a uh, prophet Jonathan McReynolds said, ah. the devil, he learns from your mistake. Come on. Even if you don't. <laughs> so we, we got to be out here moving smart because he, the devil won't learn. Are and you going to learn? Always, <laughs> he always on task. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you get off task, just know that joke is staying on task. His task is to trip you up. Yeah. His task is to get you, catch you slipping. Yeah. His task is to catch you. Where you fall short. Yes. And if you ain't girded up in the word, huh? He gonna catch you slipping. He sure is. Uh. <laughs> he surely enough is. And so I definitely heard you saying how it ain't no sadness around you. Okay, sis? You <laughs> is the life of the party. You gonna get the people together. 
Okay? <laughs> Ain't no coming over here like sob, satin, it, child. You gonna get them together in the spirit. So, <laughs> I definitely want you to kind of elaborate on that. Like, what are some things that you do or some instances that you that you've been in where you have just you know lifted people in the spirit people who may be feeling down or maybe feeling like you know I'm just not with it today or I'm getting attacked by the enemy or you know whatever the situation is like what are some things that you do to really lift people up in the spirit what I noticed was that no matter where I went people always were drawn to me no matter how much I tried to be inconspicuous, how I tried to not be seen, how I was quiet, believe it or not, Kayla can be quiet, how I would try to be quiet and not heard, and just want, maybe if I don't say nothing, maybe they'll overlook me and maybe nobody will call my name, maybe they won't even notice number. I always wanted to minimize myself, but no matter how much I did that, honey, when you are light, you are light. And you cannot, no matter what you do to try to dim yourself, dumb yourself down, not try to shine, God just going to be like, listen, little light of mine, oh, you going to shine. Whether you think you're going to shine, little girl, whether you want to shine or not, you're going to shine. I'm going to make it so where people can't help but catch wind of you. People can't help but when they talk about, I like her. It's something about her. I don't know. She just, she all right with me. I know people be saying stuff that Tom and Dale like her, but man, I don't have that experience with her. I like her. And guess what? That's going to carry more than the people that saying, oh, I don't like her. She's annoying. So all she talk about is Jesus. It's that other people, those others that do like you going to cancel out those that don't. And that's where the word of God comes in because I know his word. He says, if I'm for you, I'm more than the whole world against you. So I, me getting in an intimate relationship with him is what allows me to encourage myself because I wasn't always encouraged. So me getting closer to him and getting to know the character of God and getting to know his thoughts of me, never mind the people and the negative things that they've said about me and those things that I began to internalize and begin to even think about myself because if they somebody browbeats you with something enough and if they say all, all these negative things about you long enough and they just constantly beating you over the head with it eventually you'll begin to believe it like okay maybe i am maybe i am unlovable maybe i am not enough maybe i am uh stupid maybe i am dumb maybe i am ugly yeah you know you'll begin to internalize all those negative things because people would no matter how beautiful people thought my face looked to them or no matter how lovely they thought my long luscious locks looking like little black pocahontas was <laughs> no matter how beautiful god gave me all these melodious tunes and notes that he put in my throat that sound like i whole had a whole angelic choir up in my throat no matter what he gave me no people wouldn't use those wonderful attributes to describe me they would say oh you know kayla like, oh, i don't think i know her yeah fat kayla you know kayla with all them kids you know kayla the one her husband left her yeah, yeah. they want to call you out by all your shortcomings, yeah. all your proclivities, yeah. all your mistakes, all your bad choices. Why do we people have to identify people that way? That's just yeah. ugly. Is it not ugly? It is. It's very you ugly. You say, oh, the pretty Caleb, you know the one that sings so nice. Yeah. yeah she's a, she a little thick in the waist, but she's cute in the face, though. And she sings to the glory of God. You know that one. No, you couldn't do it that way. 
You want to do it in a way to tear somebody down. So I know what it's like to be beat down. I know what it's like for hurt people to always hurt you. I know what it's like to be misunderstood. I know what it's like to be taken wrong all the time. I know what it's like for people to take a little small misunderstanding and turn it into a huge forest fire. Like, yo, it was just a little flicker of a flame. And you saying, because I ain't never liked you, and I, I can't stand you. Oh, you don't went back to 84. And we're in 2023, so you've been feeling a type of way for some time now. Yeah. <laughs> and you ain't want to talk about it. You misunderstood me way back then, and you just let it fester with your thoughts because uh, your thoughts are your thoughts. Your thoughts ain't above God's thoughts. So you didn't even invite God into the situation to say, God, help me understand what happened with me and this person. Help me with my relationship with this friend. You just decided to take it crazy. You see, this is why we got to keep God's thoughts above our thoughts. And the only way we can know God's thoughts is being intimate with him, spending time with him and getting in his word. And that's what I purpose to do because I wanted clarity. I don't like confusion. And I learned why I didn't like it because confusion is not of God. He's not the author of confusion. Nope. So this is why when I was telling somebody, I I have to tell them, I'm not going to argue with you, baby. You're misunderstanding me. Uh Uh-uh. Ain't no argument. All I'm tell you is no, that's not what you, what you thought. I was doing something that I'm not, but I'm glad you brought it to my attention. So I'll just clear up with you. No, baby, you misunderstood. Uh-uh, that ain't my way. I ain't like that. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. I just like clarity, and I wanted to make sure everything was clear. So, you know, people, they're so quick to take offense. They're so quick to misunderstand you. And then they'll hold a grudge to, with you for years behind something that it was clear could have been cleared up yeah, with a simple conversation. I, mean, I can't do it. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Just for families have been destroyed. People have gone to war over simple misunderstandings. Mm-hmm. One person thought away, and they thought the other person was thinking that, and nobody wanted to talk to nobody to talk it out so they could clear up the misunderstanding. And now it's a whole full fledged war going on for hundreds of hundreds of years. Yeah, yeah, craziness, right? It is. It is really crazy. I just don't understand. Like a lot of people just don't know how to communicate. You know, piss poor communicators. Yeah, and nobody wants to accept ownership no. and say, you know what? You're right. I do need to work on my communication skills. Let me do a little bit better at that. They want to take a piss. Ain't nothing wrong with the way I talk. It's just people, <laughs> and they ain't trying to understand me. <laughs> Well, God, fix it, Jesus. Yeah, they just Baby, rather... You proved everything that I just said. But you thought you was proving a point in another direction. Yeah, <laughs> people rather just sit in a fence uh, or rather than communicate. You yes. Want to justify their, their wrongness, justify their actions. Because I had every right. You don't know what she said to me. You yeah. went there. You don't know what she did. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. you're right. I wasn't there, but did you talk to God about it? Because God mm-hmm. is all saying, all knowing. He was there. Yeah. He heard your side, he heard her side, and then now he know the truth. Yeah. The other side. Mm-hmm. Come on, Jesus. Fix it. So me, I just know that I me just always being in a place of being misunderstood by so many. And I know if it's happening to me like this, and I'm seeking after God and I love him diligently. And I say that I'm supposed to be so set apart from everybody else, but I mean I'm working hard on being a better me. Yeah. And I have misunderstandings and miscommunication. And I love 
reading. I love words. I am a whole spelling bee champion in my mind. Okay. Listen, <laughs> I love, I pick up the dictionary and I read it for fun. That's how much I love words. And that's a whole nother conversation on why I fell in love with that. But I just knew that reading and education was my way of escape because I didn't grow up in money. I didn't have opportunities and a lot of things that people are exposed to. So I figured, Oh, well, if, if I know stuff, then can't nobody take away from me what I know, and then that'll help me get things by me knowing stuff. So my learning, my, my quest for knowledge and learning began so innocently because I just knew that learning had to be a way of me getting the things that I don't have. Yeah. And then I learned that reading was at ways for me to travel because we didn't have money to go on trips. So I knew if I went to the library and used that free library card to get a book, then I could explore and I could go on trips and I could go in all these places just by reading a book. And I could have all these experiences. I could be, literally have traveled to Africa and ain't never set foot in the place. Mm-hmm. But it was the stories that I read and how captivating the authors were and how they piqued my curiosity for wanting to know more about what I just read and wanting to dive deeper and wanting to learn greater. And that was just my love of education. Now, I had to use it to the point of going past high school, but I learned that um, everybody's not built for a classroom. Mm -hmm. And that's why I knew that that wasn't my route to go into college and go to study in the finest of institutes of learning at higher education and these wonderful learning institutions and sit in classes. And listen, that is not my cup of tea. I love to learn by gleaning from others. I learn, I love to learn. Everybody learns differently. And my way of learning is getting around these wonderful educated people and these people that have knowledge and understanding. And it's these people that I glean to be after and who I want to strive. And I listen to them and that I take what they have and I cultivate it. So it ain't plagiarism, really. It's just I'm learning from them. I ain't taking all of what I get from them, but I'm using what I get to make me better. Yeah. Makes sense? Yeah. And, 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 and that's and just a, my way. Yeah. That's my growth. That's and we my all do that. System. We all do that. Uh, trust me, I read a lot. <laughs> I read uh-huh. a lot too. And I read a lot because I want the knowledge. And in yes. order to be able to, you know, implement these things, we have to be able to be in those spaces and yes. places where the people who have that information that we want yes. have so that we can glean from them. We can go to their conferences or their, yes. you know, things, things that they have. To be able to be better people, you know, a lot of things don't just come from the Bible. And I tell people all the time, you know, we have to, yes, reading the Bible is great. It is awesome. But we we also have to read and listen to other things. They can still be Christian material. But it's not so much wrapped around scripture. It's more Uh of testimonials and life application where we can know how to actually get the information that we need to elevate in the spirit and to elevate in the physical realm because we still have to live here in this world. So we want to live a life of God, live a spiritual, physical life, you know? And so I tell people all the time, yeah, we have to get, you know, get into gleaning from people, get into, 
finding yes. some Christian books that you can read or things that you can like. Oh. I just I literally just sent you a book like <laughs> this. Well, yes. like it's so yes. awesome. Yes. <laughs> answering what makes me be the the life starter of the party because I wasn't always that way. I used to my thoughts would sometimes just steal my joy. Because I used to battle so horribly with depression, life circumstances and life issues and family and all these different things. There's all this stuff and these outside influences and then the rejection of people. Oh, the rejection of people because I aim to please. I want to make everybody happy. I want to make everybody smile. I want to make everybody like me. And when they didn't like me, I failed, I felt. Mm. And so now, what is wrong with me? Why don't you like me? Why don't you love me? Why don't you want to pick me? (sighs) I'm crushed. I'm devastated because I'm just out here loving everybody. I'm loving in gallon-sized capacities, but I'm getting no reciprocity. I'm only getting my love on maybe pint, half a pint returns. Yeah. But I'm out here giving gallon-sized love. Like, why don't they want to love me like I love them? Yeah, for real. <laughs> just, just crushing me. Mm-hmm. And I had to realize you don't get to dictate how people love. You see how they love? And you make a choice if you're going to accept their love and what they're offering, or if you say that doesn't work for me and I have to go ahead and move, but you don't get to tell anybody how to love because their way of loving is not going to be conglomerate or commensurate with your way of loving. They don't know love the way that you know it. They probably never experienced love. They probably never gotten it, don't know how to give it. They can't give you something they don't have. So how can you hold them to know and be accountable for something that they've never learned and never been taught and they don't even know how to seek and ask for it yes Yes. so I just purpose to be what I always wanted and I never got from anybody else and I I, I purpose to not be drab and dry and dreary and crying a pity party and woe is me and sad the world gives us enough of that Mm -hmm. we can turn on any channel pull up any website and see doom and and grim sadness and dreariness murder and mayhem and chaos and mischief you see that all around yeah but how often do you see love how often do you see joy how often do you see happiness how often do you see peace how often do you see meekness how often do you see kindness how often do you see gentleness be those things think on those things that are lovely and pure and good and be the change that you want to see in the world so I began studying God's word and cleaning after him and learning his heart and doing better to be anything that would make God smile when he looked down he said oh that was my little baby look at my little brown drop of sun kissed <laughs> she is doing the dang thing ain't she that little gal know how to make me smile I love her you better come I, I on I just want to make him smile you better come on like come on they dropping them fruit of the spirit up in there girl you know that's how I say I love the fruit of the spirit okay <laughs> I know you do that's why you see that was a little shameless plug to let you know I'll be listening to the podcast okay you got me going I didn't connect it with my sister in okay <laughs> I love the fruit of the spirit. And I tell you all the time, just get with that and the whole Bible would just come on, on to you. Okay. I'm telling you. <laughs> and, and then if you don't even get with all of the fruits, guess what, Trail? 
Mm-hmm. All they got to get with is the main thing. Yes. What's the main thing, child? Love. The main thing is love, mm-hmm. baby. If you got love, you got it. Because yep. God is love. Mm-hmm. Jesus ain't the Jesus is the heart of God. Yes. Love embodied in flesh that came to earth. God in flesh. That's yeah. Jesus. The heart of God. Love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. He, he created a child to give, to take, to bring him, to leave his seat in, in righteousness and glory. Yes. To be born of a woman, to leave glory and come and be made flesh and born into this wicked, sinful world. Yes. And he walked among us, man and God, all at the same time for 33 years. Yep. That's how much God loves us. Yes. He sent his son, his blameless, sinless, faultless son. To die for us. Yes. Amazing. And I say this all the time. That's like, yes, like what a love is that? Man, that's awesome. Wow. I definitely want to get into, because I heard you say the people pleasing. So Mm. did you, like, how was that transition from being a people's pleaser to who you are now? Baby, I had to do a whole lot of unlearning everything mm, that I had learned yeah. so I could relearn again Yeah, in him this time. Because all that I had learned was not in him. Yeah. So that formed all these wicked thoughts that I had because I wasn't always learning in him. That quest of knowledge, all that seeking, it wasn't always coming from things of God. It was little wrong stuff that I learned that it influenced my thoughts, influenced my actions, influenced my behaviors. So I had a whole lot of unlearning to do. You ever say, uh, I love Lucy? Yeah. I know I'm dating myself. Okay. <laughs> you know, when, when Ricky's, when Lucy did one of her little shenanigans, and Ricky said, you got a whole lot of explaining to do, Lucy. Yep. <laughs> okay. So I think I had a whole lot of unlearning to do. Okay. Oh, man. That used to be my show, Late Night, yeah, Nick at I, Night. Listen, wasn't nobody in love with Lucy Ball, but this little black girl that was sitting here watching her every day. And I know they was like, yo, girl, her, Cal Burnett, Benny Hinn, Oh, girl, that was my people. I said, sometimes I'd be like, I don't think I was supposed to be all the way black. I think I was supposed to get on the white side because I was so in love. But see, that's the comedian in me and the comical side of me. And God allowed me to draw from not just people that look like me, but other comedians who people dismiss them just because of what they look like. And no, I took the time to sit and learn their ministry and learn their comedy Mm -hmm. and learn their way. And they reached me and they influenced me. So that's why you'll catch some Carol Bur- uh, Burnett references. You'll catch some Lucille Ball yeah. references. Because they influence me. And that's so funny because my family will always tell me, oh, you're going to marry a white man, child. Because you just act white. And I just never understand. Like, how I act white? You know? Like, right. I don't understand. <laughs> craziness. When we don't know how to articulate things a certain way, we say it so stupidly. Yeah. You see why? Well, that's, that's what fostered my love for words. Because I said, I never want to sound ignorant when yes. I talk to people. And I remember the times that I spent in the deep south where my mother's family was in Alabama. And I would see how when the, you know how as a teacher or educator, when the teacher wants to 
wants to ask people to volunteer to read out loud mm-hmm. in the classroom. Yeah. A lot of kids won't because they don't feel confident in their reading level or their reading skills, right? Mm-hmm. So they they won't raise their hand. And then the teacher has to do what we all hate. She call has to draft somebody. Call on somebody <laughs> that wants to volunteer. And baby, you you if you ain't never had a prayer, like you praying harder, you have a prayer. Lord Jesus, please don't let please don't let her call my name. Please don't let her call my name, Lord Jesus. She's please. like, Kayla. Okay. <laughs> but I never had that problem because I told you I love reading. But what I would do is I would watch on the kid that had the problem with reading. And then when the teacher called that person's name, Miss Jones called little Peter's name. And Peter's sitting there and he's fumbling over his words. And he is feeling like, oh my goodness, the very thing I hated is happening to me. And then you would look at the other kids snickering. And laughing at yeah. Peter and making fun of him. So nobody had empathy or compassion for Peter. Mm-mm. It seemed like but me. Especially now my kids. I'm sitting there. Try. And the kids are kids. But see, and I realized early I was a whole <laughs> old woman in second grade. Like mm-hmm. I went I wasn't one of the children. I was literally somebody's grandma trapped in this little child's body <laughs> in second grade. So I'm out here being grandma, an auntie to people, and I'm just one of the kids like them. So I've always been a natural encourager. As far back as I can remember. Yeah. But now it gets to a point where the word God saying you're weary, don't grow weary in your well-doing. Yes. So I've, I've gotten to a point where I don't grow so weary because I'm always being encouraged. I'm always being a cheerleader. I'm always being everybody's number one supporter. I'm always, but who encourages the encourager? Yes. Who pours back into me? I can't find nobody. Yes. So that was our, my seek. Allowed, that's how our connection happened. Because I'm getting with other people to be able to pour back into me because now I'm depleted. Mm-hmm. I'm drained. Everybody's pulling on me. Everybody's coming to me. Oh, Kayla, I need you to pray for me. Kayla, I need you to sing me a song. Because, girl, but every time I hear you sing, oh, girl, your voice get me through. Girl, your voice heal me. Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but nobody's healing me. Nobody's praying for me. Mm-hmm. Nobody's encouraging me. I'm leaning on every side, and ain't nobody here to hold me up. Like how they held up uh, uh, which call them hands? Moses. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired. I need somebody to come and undergird me. Hold my arms up. Yeah. Most definitely. But that's how we have to be as people, especially as Christian. Like, yes, we have to help people that are struggling. Like we see people struggling and people just want to laugh or record it, Uh you know, but like, who's going to help? Thank you. And where's the humanity in that? Yeah. You know, we we have to be on the front line. It's complicity. Mm -hmm. So you being silent and not saying nothing, be like, yeah, I see it, but it's wrong. I ain't gonna say nothing. Let me mind my thing. They ain't got nothing to do with me. Yes, like, no, it has everything to do with you because God says, love your neighbor as yourself. And that is everybody, even the people who we feel like ain't got nothing to do with me. want to take neighbor literally. It ain't just the person whose house is on the left or to the right of you. Maybe neighbor is in who we share this planet, this globe with. Exactly. That means everybody that you can possibly come in contact with, mm-hmm. that's your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Every single person. And How many we bodies? see people struggling, Everybody. yeah, we're supposed to jump out and help them. Like, it's okay to help somebody. 
people people want to shun that or you know I don't it don't got nothing to do with me it don't got nothing to do with me I I don't even know know, her I don't know you don't even gotta know her but guess what if it was your situation you would want somebody that didn't even know you to help you exactly that's what I always be trying to get my kids to understand so just put yourself in that person's shoes Mm -hmm. that's why you need to maintain a heart of God because you can be empathetic and you can be compassionate and you ain't gotta be a doormat where people walk over you because you're empathetic but you just gotta learn how to put yourself in a position of others think about others not be so selfish Mm -hmm. and be so uh, self-centered but have genuine care and concern for others yes the same compassion that moved jesus so many times you thought he knew them people he didn't know them like (laughs) he knew them because he know everything and he know everyone but he he hasn't built relationship with them you know he was moved with compassion for their need and that's how we have to be as well we have to the people's needs should move us with compassion to want to help like you know it's just like man and we don't always have to help like in a physical sense or materialistic giving money or things like that but Mm -hmm. we can give a word we can give a a, a scripture we can give them a resource where they can go and get the the material need or you know we can give so much it's so many resources now with all of this technology that we have precious resource that we can share with someone that I've learned in my, in my, in all my getting, trying to get an understanding, the most precious resource that we can share. And we have to be careful of it because some people will consume all of it. If you're not careful, the most precious resource we can share with someone that doesn't cost that much is your time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people just want to just ear to hear them. Yeah, because don't nobody else ever take the time to hear them out and to mm-hmm. try to understand them. Yeah. So you just given a couple of minutes to ask somebody, "How you doing?" Mm-hmm. I mean, really, how you doing? Yeah. And they're like, wow, nobody never asked me how I'm doing. It's so funny that you say that because I, I called a friend of mine I haven't talked to in a long time last week. And I was like, how you doing? And she was like, oh, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm like, no, but like, how are you doing? Like, for Come real. Come on. And she kept saying, like, I'm good. I'm like, no, you're not. Come on. Like, how you doing? Like, what's what's going on? Really, seriously. I'm not asking you to get the little rhetorical answer that everybody gives. Yes, like, oh, I'm blessed and highly favored child. Or oh, I'm good, honey. Yeah, I'm blessed. No, like, uh-huh. how, how you I'm doing? I'm blessed and not stressed. Yeah. <laughs> and she just broke down and went to crying. And I was you like, see? you know. You I, see? Yeah, like what's going on? You know, sometimes people just want you to ask them how you how you, how you doing because they don't feel don't nobody want to hear it or yeah. they allow themselves. They, don't nobody care about that. Don't nobody want time to hear all that mm-hmm. from you. Yeah. We allow our own stinking thinking. Yes, because our thoughts are our thoughts, and our thoughts can consume us if we allow ourselves to get so wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in our crazy way of thinking and rationalizing but we got to exalt God's thoughts above our thoughts cast down every stronghold of wickedness and imagination our thoughts they're wicked our imagination can run wild and stuff will consume us and drive us crazy if we don't get control and allow God to take control yes 
Okay, so we coming up to the end of your interview, ma'am. And so (laughs) I definitely want you to give your testimony of how God saved you, how he delivered you, what he's brought Mm. you from. Um, You can share as much as you want. Go back as far as you feel like you need to. But just let the people know how God helped you and he saved you. He did it for you and how he can do it for them, too. Child. God has been truly, and I know it sounds so cliche-ish and so churchish and biblical, Bible-ish, but baby, God has truly been amazing in my life. Mm-hmm. It is so much so that I cannot not tell it to anybody that is, has two ears to hear, or a baby's thing got two ears to hear, and one of me is closed up, and they got a hearing problem, and they deep, and my one, she couldn't say deaf, she said deep, and baby, they can't hear, then I'm going to get the sign language interpreter to come and interpret to them, huh? baby, whoever going to hear it, I'm going to tell it, because that's how good God has been to me, I can't keep it to myself, mm-hmm. I've got to put it in a book, because it's just too much, and we wouldn't have the amount of time it would take in this recording for me to tell it all. But honey, one of the ways that he showed up when I was at my lowest point, well, one of the lowest points I've had, I had so many valley experiences that he showed up mightily and brought me out of. And I'll get to all of those in that book that he's going to give me, or I don't know how he's going to manifest it, or maybe a podcast, or maybe videos, or I don't know. God, only God knows what he's going to give me to do. But however he gives me, I'm going to tell it. But in one of these valley experiences, I was at a point where I wanted to take my life. Oh, man. Life has started lifing for me, and baby, life was lifing. Yeah. I thought I had it all together because I told you in a prior conversation, I got dipped. I mean, I accepted Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior as a small child, but I had a big understanding. Even though I was a small child, my mind and understanding, I wasn't able to articulate my understanding, how we see that Jesus did as a child when he sat in the synagogue and he sat with those astute teachers and and, and the rabbis and all those that knew all the things of God and he wowed them with his knowledge and amazement. Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to articulate it that way that Jesus did as a kid but I understood it mm-hmm. and I didn't have that boldness and that confidence to let people know what I understood I would just sit and like a sponge just absorb everything yeah so I was that kid I wasn't saying much I wasn't vocal but I was absorbing like a sponge and I had no idea that all this stuff was going to come out at a later time and everything that I was taking it is just going to come out when he got needed it when he perfected it and he matured it in me I was going to get to that part later. But as a kid, I, I had a personal relationship with him early in my life. So if there was nothing that I did not know. It was just as life started life and I began to stray away from what I knew, like a lot of us do. Yeah. And when those things happened, you know, me thinking, oh, coming into young adulthood and coming into young adolescent, I mean, my young adolescent years and then going into young adulthood years. I'm thinking, oh, I got it all together because I know I got the foundation laid because I've been in the church. I get it. I know. 
But honey, when life starts life and these outside influences and these people and these peers and these co-workers and all these things that you start being around, and then now they start influencing your habits because you're not staying in community with the believers like you did as a child. Now you're going and you're hanging out with the co-workers. And instead of you being the agent of change, you're allowing them to change you. Yes. What? What are you yes. doing, crazy girl? You Ooh, know better yeah. than what you're doing. Yes, you ain't got yeah. no business going to that club with them co-workers just because they invited you to Chicago LaPouche. Yeah. <laughs> and you in that club sticking out like a whole sore thumb. Mm-hmm. Knowing you don't belong there. And, and they know you don't belong there. You no, know you don't belong there. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? Girl, I've been my whole life. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to come to the strip club with y'all. Just trying to fit in. Just trying to please the people. Well, she gave me the invite, and it's rude for me to turn it down. Yes, rude for you to turn it down. But, Kelly, you should have set the stage where she knew not to invite your crazy self to the dog or strip club in the first place. <laughs> you just wanted to conform and try to be of this world, and you're not of this world. You're peculiar. You're set apart. Yes. You're not like them. Yes. But you're trying to fit in. You want to please everybody. You want to make everybody happy. You want everybody like Kayla. So if they invited you, that means they thought enough of you to even offer you the invite. Then doggone it, you're supposed to go. And then you let your little light shine. No, you're supposed to respectfully decline the offer. Thank you for offering. I appreciate it. But uh, yeah, that's not the kind of place that I enjoy going. But y'all, if y'all going, I, I get it. I understand. That's just not for me. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with saying that. But I thought that I was being rude and I allowed myself to get away from what I knew was me being a people pleaser, trying to please everybody else. And that's where I got caught up in that trap. Well, what would they think of me? They'll think that I think that I'm better than them if I don't go. Or they think if I always decline their stuff and their offers that I think I'm better or I'm too good for them. Honey, what set me free was getting delivered from the opinions of others. You better speak. Well, my pastor, my forever pastor, God took him to glory. But when when he preached that sermon about getting delivered from the opinion of others, that message took root. And it was like, if you ever saw the Wizard of Oz and after the um the the wicked witch was dead, the black Wizard of Oz, not the one with uh, the Mm -hmm. pink folks. That's the only one I watched. Girl, (laughs) I watched both of them because I told you I love pink people. They're my brothers and sisters too. So I watched them both and I gleaned messages from both because it ain't just the, the, the topic of the story. Okay, so I gleaned messages, got whole sermons out of both of them. Okay, mm-hmm. but maybe the one with the black one, when they got that that soundtrack, that you know, because we we about the music. Okay, we gonna get the moving. We that's how we move as people of color. So that's that music from the Wizard of Oz, the black one. That's the soundtrack of my life. And remember when they killed the Wicked Witch, and everybody was free, and it was no longer that dim color, but now it's all the vibrant colors. Mm-hmm. And then Diana Ross, she started singing, "Can't you see the brand new day?" Okay, baby, that was what I had—a brand new day. Okay, <laughs> when I took root of that message about me getting delivered from the opinions of others, yeah, what they think about me don't don't go matter. That's a them problem, baby, not a me problem. Amen. You don't like me because of whatever, okay? You don't like me. Guess what? I didn't make me. I'm just the creation. Ooh, come on. I, I was made by the creator. So if you got an issue with the creator's creation, go take it up with him. Go and tell him about all your troubles and your grievances with Kayla and why you don't like what he made. 
fearfully and wonderfully in his image. And let me know how that works out for you. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in to part one here on the Pace Place podcast of Miss Kayla Lee's testimony. And don't forget, tune in next week for part two. Next time on Testimony Tuesdays here on the Pace Place podcast. Uh, and I know I answered your question, did I? <laughs> did I? <laughs> oh, Lord. I know. See, he be, he be downloading so much stuff and be trail. I can't even stay on task. Because, see, you didn't give me no script. So if I ain't got no paper for me, say, Kayla, this is the script. Stay focused. You see how easily it is for me to go from one to another? And it ain't that I be meaning it or that I have no wicked intention. Girl, it just be so much in this brain. <laughs> you, you see? That's you, why I asked you for a script.